Fans, it's time to repent your sins because the end is here and the WrestleGeddon is upon us all once again. It's me, it's me, it's that C-M-H-E-A-T. And of course, I'm joined by the man whose pockets run deeper than Ted DiBiase's. He's the inevitable, the inevitable, Jesus, G-Money. And the actual Jesus, the hardcore saint of extreme. Holy shit, I fucked all that up. Oh my God. Uh, Chris got got a lot of alcohol. He uh, <laughs> he's uh, traveling for work, so he's uh, a little intoxicated. But uh, we'll get through this. A little intoxicated. <laughs> I mean, like had a full drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, the inevitable G money, and finally, he's your patron saint of extreme. This hardcore holiness, the Tennessee Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, if you don't know us by now, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've not stumbled through an intro that bad in a long time. <laughs> Maybe you should have. Yeah. You should have had some of that cocaine Carl brought me. Maybe I guess I should have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, started a drug cartel. Nice. After you running mules, like uh, yeah, I got like... a couple, got a couple cleaning ladies that's you know doing it for their son. Um, and uh, then you know I, uh, you know how to kill a few people, and uh, you know smuggling uh, a lot of, a lot of drugs over the border. But I find out the cheat code. And see, up, up, because, down, down, left, right, left, right. No, 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 no because <laughs> y'all don't listen to Ben Shapiro. Y'all don't know the fucking cheat code to being a drug cartel. So the the cheat code is you just keep a little bit of weed on you. And so when you get caught, all you get charged with is this marijuana. And so what is Biden doing? Letting out all the fucking marijuana people are actually cartel members. <laughs> Nobody gets arrested for marijuana. It's they have really good lawyers and they plead down to it. So nice. I just keep a joint, keep a joint rolled up in my dashboard. So when I get arrested, they they can't charge me with all the murder and all the bullshit I've done, and I get out because I had weed on. She took. So random tips for your everyday cartel life. Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man, and that brings us into the random band entrance theme for this week. Oh man, all right. So random band theme this week. We had Blink 182. Blink 182. I just want to say before we pick our picks, um, I think every single song is about um a love relationship with a female. No. A lot of the songs yeah. I listened to were. Oh, Adam's uh, song wasn't. Yeah. You might have thought they were about girls, but it could have been about guys. That's true. Too. 
Could have been about animals. Think about that yeah. either. Could have been quite a few things. He could have put a bra <laughs> on a gorilla and was trying to hump it or something. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Everybody All right. Knows. So, Garrett, what you got for uh, Blink-182? Uh, like I always do, I uh, get support from my fiance. Um, I don't know what song I want to go with. Uh, I kind of liked her song, kind of liked my other song, but I'll I'll stick with hers, and we'll go hers with, part... huh? What? What's hers? Hers was Anthem Part Two. Uh, I thought she's gonna pick a girl at the orchestra, or all the small things. All the small things. <laughs> Uh, that's <laughs> oh, that's great, Carl. What you got? Um, see, I, I I was thinking about going with the Adam song because you said it, uh, Chris, and I was like, yeah. well, I could be like a wrestler where, uh, um, no, 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 not Adam song. Uh, stay together for the kids. I thought about I was gonna say like Adam song. song, like Adam song's like it's about suicide. suicide. Like really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I meant to say together for the kids because uh, I was like, oh, I could be like a stepdad, you know? Like, that'd be my character. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I, then I changed my mind and uh, I'm going with uh, filling this. Nice. Was that Blink-182 or was that Boxcar Racer? That's uh, Blink-182. I'm feeling this. We fell short this Well, time. I mean, in the summer. What was was that put out under Blink One Eighty Two or under the Boxcar Racer? I'm pretty sure it's Blink One Eighty Two. Pretty sure it's Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, we'll still count it because Boxcar Racer is Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Because it's like, working on the drums, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Blink-182. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I went with uh, Aliens Exist. That's a good song. It's pretty solid. I was like, I like this. I remember this song. Yeah. This is a good one. So. Cool. All right. What you got for us for next week? Um... This one, I think I might know. Did we do this band already? Have we done Scorpion already? Scorpion? No. Uh-uh. no. Okay. I remember us doing like some like 80s band that uh, I got like. I already know my song. Yeah. So we got Scorpion. Rock you like a hurricane. That's actually not the song I was thinking of, but yeah. Do they have another song besides Rocky Like a Hurricane? <laughs> they do, and it's the song I'm going to pick. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, awesome. All right, Scorpion. I think for um the Halloween week weekend episode, we should do, like, Guar or something. Do what? Do, like, Guar. Is oh, this would be this, the Halloween? This would be, yeah, yeah, this next week would be the Halloween one. Doesn't run. Do you just want to change it and do Scorpion the week after? No, nah, we can do Scorpion. That's fun. 
I think it was Def Leppard was a band that we did, Yeah, we did do we Def Leppard's one that we did. It's like it was hard to find something that wasn't like a power ballad. Yeah. It's probably the same thing with the Scorpion. More than likely. 80s power ballad, like said, maybe. All I know is that one song. Here I am. Rock Who, knows? Who knows? We might uh, stumble into something that we like, and I'm sure you will. Have a Scorpions fans. Send me an Angel, Big City Nights, Wind of Change. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> awesome. All right, before we get into everything else, guys, be sure to check us out on our social media. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, Instagram, WrestleGunPod, 1D or 2Ds. If you type in WrestleGunPodcast, it will come up. Um, YouTube.com slash For The Collection. And our TikTok at WrestleGunPod. I did post a uh, little quick little one-minute unboxing video on our TikTok, uh, which was... Condoms. The... <laughs> it was condoms, yep. <laughs> the WWF condoms. <laughs> Uh, it was one of the, the freaking legends. Oh, Lex Luger. The, uh, the legends Lex Luger figure. It's up there. That was a pretty pretty solid figure, honestly. Cool. Uh, so be sure to check us out there. Facebook.com slash Russell Gun Podcast. And Instagram for the underscore collection. So that should be all our social media tags. Um, then check out the our store, Russell Gun on Redbubble, so it's redbubble.com slash people slash WrestleGeddonPod. Um, check out some of our cool shirts and stuff. It's up there. And if you sign up for Redbubble's mailing list, you'll uh, get notified if there's any type of discount codes, which we don't quite frequently. It seems like once a month there's like some sort of like discount on stuff, especially Christmas coming up. Uh, 20% discount off of some of your favorite merch, especially with yeah. us. Cool, yeah, kids are wrestling good and t-shirt Damn straight. Over, but... my kids have Hell wrestling yeah. I'm not talking about your kids I'm talking about the, the fans I know, I'm just saying my kids got wrestling good t-shirts so. they actually look pretty good wide yeah. array of colors though awesome alright let's get into it we got Halloween Havoc coming up this weekend NXT Halloween Havoc. It's actually tomorrow night, 22nd. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff there. I know we haven't really been following NXT as closely as some of the other stuff. Um, but it looks like pretty much everything on here, I think there's only one match that does not have a gimmick to it, which is Mandy Rose versus... Alba Fire. Alba Fire. That's the only match oh, without not- any type of gimmick. Are we going to have a co-miners glove match? There's only one match that has a uh, spin the wheel, make the deal stipulation that has been determined, which is uh, uh, Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. So maybe we'll get a coal miner, coal miners glove on a pole match. <laughs> uh, but um, I, ain't so, I, I ain't gonna lie though, like growing up, like, 
I never get to watch it on Halloween because, you know, I was yeah. poor. Someone didn't buy pay-per-views. But I remember, like, once I get to tape, dude, I would love some Halloween Havoc. I love Halloween. Like, Halloween Havoc was one of my favorite WCW pay-per-views. Like, the set was just awesome. Yeah. Like, the graveyard set and everything. Like, you have, like, the giant, like, freaking jack-o'-lantern, like, screen. So, I loved Halloween Havoc. Like, I'm a huge, like, fan of, like, Halloween in general, like, season and everything. So, um, yeah. But, like, Halloween Havoc has always been one of my favorites. Um, super excited. Shotzi is back hosting this year. Such um, a scary. Host, I can't think actually. of the... Yeah, yeah it's the, um, the, the new dude. The uh, new diva guy. I saw a graphic for it earlier. I can't remember what his name is. Um, new diva guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, a, a mix between, like, um, Viscera, like, Big Daddy V, and um, mm-hmm. uh, what's-his-face, Velveteen Dream. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, so he's like, he's big like like Viscera was, but he like acts like Velveteen Dream. Okay. So, so basically he's doing everything but humping the guys in the middle of the ring like Viscera used to do. Very good. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, so we've got, I'm going to run through this card real quick preview. We don't have to do picks for this stuff, so. Cause we don't really... I, say, I haven't watched NXT in forever. Yeah, some of some of these guys, I don't know. I just started watching NXT, um, picking it back up again the last couple of weeks. So um, I didn't watch this week though. But um, we got triple threat match for the NXT Championship, which is uh, Braun Breaker, Dragonov, and JD McDonough, of course, which is uh, formerly Jordan Devlin. So that match, that actually should be pretty solid. All three of those guys, can, I'm sure, will deliver like a really great main event for NXT tomorrow night mm-hmm. or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Well, it'll be out tomorrow, so tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose versus Elba Fire. Um, that should be pretty solid. Elba Fire is phenomenal. Mandy Rose has improved quite a bit since she's been down in NXT. So, Oh, yeah. Definitely, that's definitely helped her out tremendously being down there. Uh, ladder match for the vacant North American Championship, which is vacated due to Solo Sokoa being called up to the main roster. Honestly, I think they should have just left it on Solo and just had him, yeah, had him be on uh SmackDown with the North American title. Yes, well, I guess they didn't want him pulling like double duty being on, um. NXT and then having to travel for SmackDown. But, so. um, but yeah, so we've got Carmelo Hayes, uh, Oro Mensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Nathan Frazier in this match. So. Uh, spin the wheel, make the deal, weapons wild match, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Uh, we have an ambulance match between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. Um, if Julius loses, um, his brother Brutus Creed will have to leave NXT. Oh, okay. And then we we have another spin the wheel, make the deal match. Stipulation has not been determined. Um, Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller. Which should be a pretty solid matchup. Mm-hmm. Grayson Waller's not bad in the ring. And like no, he's, he's pretty good. He's got that heel like persona oh. down oh, packed. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's he's pretty uh, entertaining to watch. 
I also like uh, what's the guy that's got the university? Um, Chase. I like him too. He's pretty good in the ring as well. The university thing, I don't, I don't really like that. And then you got the the chick that's trying to like take the university or something yeah. or buy it. Or, I, I don't know what's talking about. about. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. So I'm pretty psyched for Halloween Havoc. The, the fact that like they're actually doing this on a Saturday and making it feel like a like pay-per-view again instead of doing it on like a regular Tuesday night is definitely the, the step in the right direction for NXT. Yeah. I probably won't watch it tomorrow night just because I'll be watching football, but yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Uh, like, I've liked too that they actually like uh, on the main roster talk about NXT. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's one of the that's um one of Triple H's big goals with that is to cross promotion for the brands because you see how like even though that like they're still promoting Raw and SmackDown on NXT, but you've seen more inclusion of NXT being promoted on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and like. You know, it is it is the third brand, regardless if it's mostly developmental talent, it is a third brand, and that's how it should be treated. So, so uh, speaking of mentioning uh NXT on WWE, did you hear about the uh the Billy Gunn thing where they were saying that they uh, WWE had planned for Billy Gunn to be there, and but then yeah, they I said, saw the um the interview with Road Dog, yeah. But then they said that the, what they were saying was the only, only thing Tony Khan was asking for, from what I hear, was he, he was just asking that he didn't want any money. He was just wanting them to acknowledge that Billy Gunn worked for AEW in some type of capacity. Yeah. And they said WWE pulled out at the last minute. So how bad did Triple H really want him there? That's the thing. And then is it, you know, did Vince say no or, you know, what happened? Yeah, I mean, who had final who had final say in that? Was it Triple H yeah. or was it you know Nick Khan or Stephanie? So, I mean, because I know Triple H, because from what Road Dog was saying, like Triple H and all them were you know pissed because they couldn't get Billy Gunn there, and they said yeah. they didn't feel like a full DX reunion without having Billy there because you know Billy was a huge part of DX, like. Yeah. You know, you you but, the you know the second iteration of DX, like you yeah, you know, you're not gonna have China, you know, or Rick Rude, but like not having like all the still living members of DX available to do this and be there, like it just like even if you just let them wear the like the scissor me daddy ass shirt, like something. But yeah. so. But he had planned on going, so to me, this it doesn't make sense. Like, if, okay, yeah. if Triple H is in charge, I mean, because you already acknowledge, you know, Mickey James when she came for the Women's Royal Rumble. Like, what's the deal? And saying, like, hey, this is Billy Gunn from AEW. Yeah. But I think Vince was still in charge at Royal Rumble, though. Uh, yeah, I know. So Vince will... Let it go at Royal Rumble. Why won't you play to let it go on fucking Raw? But but that's the the difference that we're looking at too. Triple H is only head of creative, like he's not the CEO. Oh, that's true too. I guess. Yeah. So we're Stephanie and Nick Khan are co CEOs. 
So that's like, did Stephanie shoot it down or did Nick Khan shoot it down? So like, that's the other, the other thing, which, you know, Nick Khan shouldn't be shooting down, you know, requests from relatives. Okay. <laughs> and then Stephanie is like, hey, Triple H is sucking me. So yeah. which, makes me, which makes me think like, uh, which makes me think like maybe there's more to it and maybe Tony Khan wanted more than just saying, you know, yeah. that he's from AW. Maybe they wanted to introduce him as like, I don't know, the greatest ever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something like the greatest, you know, he works for the greatest, you know, the three time Booker of the Year winner. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Tony Khan wanted to introduce him or something. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Like you, you want get a Tony Khan? Yeah, you get Tony Khan too. <laughs> yeah. Tony Khan wanted to do a line of coke off Stephanie's ass. That's where they drew the line. <laughs> we all welcome Billy Gunn from the best promotion going these days. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Oh man, yeah. But um, I liked how they did. They did handle it pretty well without Billy Gunn being there. And they kind of mentioned him roundabout um, with um, uh, Corey Graves saying, you know, he's you know off somewhere doing stuff with um, office equipment. <laughs> so, but yeah, or office furniture or something. So, like we all knew what he meant. And then you know the crowd, you know, doing the the badass Billy Gunn during the uh, New Age Outlaws intro. So. That was cool. All right, uh, let's go ahead and well, let's talk about this. Let's uh, let's talk a little more here. You guys are probably gonna get sick of the uh, the Bray Wyatt talk, but I think we should probably just make this an entire segment going forward. I like Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'll talk about people listening. So uh, there's more. It seems like there's more Bray Wyatt haters that keep coming out of the woodwork than there are actual people that like them. So. Um, yeah, so let's stop that SmackDown promo last week. Yes, kayfabe or shoot? It was kayfabe. Kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of truth to what he said. Was it a? Uh, well, I'm sure it was. Like, especially, like you think about it, like. Bray loses, you know, his best friend. And then I, I think he had someone else pass away, too, that he was close to um, within that same time frame. And he's yeah. still working this program with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss up till WrestleMania. You know, that's why he kind of disappeared after WrestleMania. Like, he lost his best friend and he didn't have time to, you know, mourn the loss of his friend because he's, you know, it's WrestleMania season. And he's getting... You know, he's booked in like one of the big highlight matches for WrestleMania. So, and it, like at that point, like we could all tell that it, he just wasn't there, like mentally, or you know, his heart wasn't in it at that time. So he needed time to recharge, and that's and get his head straight and get to where he needed to be. And he touched on that quite a bit with that promo, which was, was a damn good promo. So, mm-hmm. like any time that. Like we we say it all the time. Anytime that you can you bring in a touch of realism into your character, into your storyline, it adds a new element and it makes it that much better. 
Um, I did not watch SmackDown tonight, Garrett. You said there was some more stuff with Bray. Yeah, Bray. I mean, he talked a little, just kind of finished up whatever he's saying. It kind of, he kind of made it seem like he's just like the the vessel for his emotions, more or less. How he put it. But I mean, it kind of pinpoints to what we kind of were going to talk about anyway, which is like, is the Wyatt six really six different people, or is it the different versions that we've seen of Bray Wyatt? <clears throat> so, I'm trying to think what they all were. So you got you got Bray himself. Well, you got what is his actual name is I can't remember what it is. Uh, Wyndham you got Wyndham Rotunda. You got Wyndham Rotunda. Which you is have, what we which is what we saw the promo last week was Wyndham. Correct. You have uh, uh the you have the fiend. Yep. You have uh, Lantern holding uh, Boone Creek. Nothing. Hillbilly Bray Wyatt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have creepy uh, Hawaiian shirt Bray Wyatt. Yep. Cult, cult you, leader Bray Wyatt. Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt. Yep. You have uh, uh, Husky Harris, like you said. Uh, I'm missing one. Uh, Firefly. The Randy Orton's bitch. Uh. Yeah, you have Firefly, Funhouse, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and then you have Uncle Howdy. Uh, which is the, the new persona that we're getting introduced to through these these vignettes that keep popping up and, you know, interrupting Bray the last couple of weeks. Yep. I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see where they go if it is if this does end up being like a multiple personality thing or you know a spectrum of like um, emotion, so to say, with the with the character. Wondering if you'll see like them all appear, kind of sort of thing. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. I'm more I'm more interested in them doing that than actually having a state. Yeah, agree. There's a lot of stables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and like the way that the way that things are going, with like the talent and stuff like that, it seems like you almost have to have to do that nowadays just to get people featured more. Yeah. I mean, at least don't overdo it. Like New Japan does it the right way. Like the the stables are are like clubs or like teams. Like like we talked about it a while ago um, when AEW first you know, hit the scene and you like had all these different stables and compared it to new Japan where you have like the bullet club, you have chaos, you have LIJ, like they're all like they're units, but they're teams within that organization. Like, you know, major league baseball or the NFL where you have teams like within that under that blanket organization. And I think new Japan is one of the few that actually does, does it correctly where AEW was like trying to do it. And I think they're still kind of working, trying to get it like perfected into um, kind of similar to the way that New Japan does it. They'll get there eventually. But I think Triple H, like if he does go that route and we see some more stables pop up, um, I think Triple H will be able to 
streamline all that into like something similar to New Japan that's doing. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to this. Like going to like the the Mick Foley multiple personalities type gimmick thing because those are always fun. Yeah, I mean, just to see how he executes it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because he's going to go from like, are we going to see like each character kind of come out and like have their own like separate matches, or is he going to kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wrestle as Bray Wyatt, but then kind of get possessed by the character or have like, uh, like a personality switch during like the match. Like, how do they, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they execute yeah. it? As long as they don't do it like they did with the Alexa Bliss thing, where she's bouncing between like Bliss and like the the possessed fiend, like Alexa, like where the lights will come out and she's in like completely different like wardrobe. So yeah. as long as they don't do it like that way, so well, uh, his his wardrobe's a little bit more elaborate. It'd be kind of hard to yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we still have, you know, six chances to win a title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to put, I don't want them to put a title on him. Like, it's one of those. He's like the, he's a Jake the Snake Roberts character that doesn't necessarily need a title to be validated as a threat mm-hmm. or as like a major player. Mm-hmm. Those things. So, um, I mean, even with that too, like, going back to the multiple personality thing and like the creativeness like bray is one of the most creative wrestlers that we've seen probably in the last decade yeah i would i would say as far as like character work uh probably most definitely i mean you could argue with like some of the people like as far as like like uh like promos and like wrestling technique but yeah as far as like character building He's probably like one of the best. Yeah. Absolutely. If not the best. Awesome. Oh, pretty psyched for that. All right. Um, some other WWE happenings here. So it looks like they are talking about canceling some events. Um, day one has already been canceled. Um, I think mainly due to because that is November, it was supposed to be in January second. Or no, New Year's Day. Um, yeah, they ended up canceling really. the event completely. Um, uh, I think there's like quite a few football games on that day, so they're not even gonna attempt to um, run against the run against that. Um, yeah. There's also been talk of uh, TLC being canceled as well, or at least being like renamed. Yeah. So I know I know you're cool. I know your answer to this but like should the events like hell in a cell and like tlc be renamed or rebranded to focus less on the gimmick matches yeah i think i think they should be renamed some of them i'm fine with some of them being totally canceled like you don't necessarily need uh a monthly pay-per-view um you know especially like sometimes like when it gets like too close together I remember, what was it, like last year or the year before last, we were on the podcast and we were talking about how watered down some of the pay-per-views were because it seemed like we had, you know, WWE pay-per-views like within two weeks of each other. 
Yeah, that was the like one of the biggest things because they were like, we'd roll through like we'd get done with like one event and then literally two weeks later there'd be like another one. So it was yeah. just like the, the timing, the spacing, like a lot of it was burnout, especially like you'd have like, was it there's, you always get those couple times a year where you've got like AEW, Impact, WWE, and then you have like Ring of Honor all had like events within like a two week time frame. Yeah. I was like, it's a lot of wrestling in two weeks. And then you put in the TV shows on top of all that. And it's like, oh my God, like it's wrestling burnout. So, but, um, yeah, I, I really think that they should go back to using these gimmick matches, like the hell in the cell and the TLC matches as like special attractions, like feud ending matches. Um, or, like you or, you know, or like some other stuff like um uh money in the bank like that'd be cool to have at wrestlemania like it was yeah, move, back before, to, move back to wrestlemania no. uh hell in a cell like you know that could be a, a feud ender at like an armageddon or a backlash or you know yep absolutely because like some of those like those great hell in a cell matches like you say like you know triple h and you know mick foley like mm-hmm. that wasn't at a hell in a cell pay-per-view that was like at like a one-off like a regular monthly pay-per-view before yeah. it got you know changed over and, and you know most of those triple h hell in the cell matches were at other pay-per-views like a survivor series or a wrestlemania yeah, that, or something like that yeah so. undertaker mankind i think that was like either like judgment day or backlash or some or armageddon it was, one, was one of those I want to say it was backlash. Backlash sounds right. I think I'm not 100 sure on that one. Oh, and then, but like uh, the TLC match, like that's another one that was like I remember the first couple of TLCs was at SummerSlam. So like yeah. when SummerSlam came around, you're like, oh shit, they're having another TLC match. I mean, you don't have to have one every year, but you know, like oh, I mean, that it, be- it makes the it makes the pay per view that more important rather than having three damn TLC matches in one night, like Absolutely. there's only so much you can do with it. Like it, it should be like a, like a spectacle event. Yeah. Like you got like, especially you look at the teams that they have now, like the street profits and, um, uh, Legato del Fantasma that's on there hit row. Like, teams that. like that, um, they Alpha Academy, Usos. Like putting them in a TLC match for you know the the tag titles would be a phenomenal matchup with these teams. They need to bring back No Way Out. No Way Out. That's what they need to bring back. I like No I Way Out. The No Way Out events, yeah. No Way Out. Was the, uh, I mean, that was what they kind of did. Elimination Chamber, and they're not Elimination Chamber. No. Um, uh, Illumination so. Chamber, Illumination Chamber, but debuted at Survivor Series, I think. Yeah, yeah it was the Survivor Series. I that was the um, hell in a the first one. The first one was um, that one with Shawn Michaels returned in. Yeah, I remember correctly. Where were those like nasty? No, was it the brown tights or was it the jeans? I don't remember. I think he had the. I think he had the jeans. Yeah, I think he had the jeans. 
I just when hate... he had those like nasty poop brown types. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Carl though. I just hate the pay per view names that like have names of like like yeah, TLC. Don't, don't like you gotta have matches. tables and ladders and chairs. Like no one gives a shit. Name it fucking oh. whatever the hell you want to name it. Yeah. Like name, it, name it wrestling at the Bayou. Like yeah, something. Or like, or name it after the wrestlers or something. You know what I mean? Like that was like something cool about the in your house when they had like in your house, house DX, DX, or NWO sold out. You know stuff that's like stuff like that'd be awesome. So, but even like extreme rules, like every match had a stipulation. Um, like they could have changed it to something else. Like it could have been like freaking. Like a judgment day or a you know a backlash or something like that, and still got the same effect. Yeah. The only the only gimmick pay per view that I will say that I like that's like, and it's technically not really a gimmick like a gimmick gimmick, but the only pay per views I like, and not only like the first couple, and then kind of get kind of thick, was TNA Lockdown. Lockdown, I love the lockdown pay-per-views. Like you yeah. had every that made sense. Yeah, every match was inside the steel cage. And then the main event was the lethal lockdown match where they put the top on the cage after like all the participants were in like in the match. Like they'd lower the top down and then like the top would have um weapons and stuff attached to it or like hanging from it. So like I the lockdown that that was a cool pay-per-view. Like, and if you're going to do it, like, do it that way. But at least don't make every single match on the card a hell of a cell match. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think a steel cage compared to a hell in the cell is a little bit different. Yep. <laughs> hey, come out with a every hell in a full match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. No, you could have a pay-per-view where all the matches are matches on a pole and you just call it uh, Night at the Strip Club. Night at the Strip Club. <laughs> <laughs> or, or have a, a, a strap match. Like this a pay-per-view with strap matches. <laughs> strap match or a strap-on match. <laughs> Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter in a strap-on match. <laughs> oh Lord! The Carl Shida special guest referee. Jesus! <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, Garrett. What were you saying? You're talking about tag teams. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, so uh, apparently, Legato and Hit Row are having a six man tag next week. Oh, really? And the uh, third person for Hit Row is a mystery opponent. It's a mystery opponent. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I wonder, I wonder if it's the same mystery opponent that's going to be at uh, uh, Ricky Dragon's yeah, team. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. You know, there's something um, I keep forgetting to bring up to you that I've seen like over the last couple weeks because nobody watches main event. Apparently, we need to start watching main event. Because so our, they did because our truth and uh, our truth and Shelton Benjamin. Yes, 
Oh my! I knew that's what dude. I knew. I knew that's oh what my! Were gonna dude, say. if fucking Sheldon Benjamin is fucking at Big Time Wrestling, dude, I want shit a brick. <laughs> I have been seeing like the like people posting like TikToks and stuff of like the stuff from main event and like you know like highlights and stuff. Like there's literally like our truth is wrestling somebody and Shelton threw him a chair, told him you know to use a chair. So instead, the truth did like a full-on Eddie Guerrero smacked the chair on the mat, threw the chair to the other guy, and you know fell down like he got hit. I love and you ended up winning the match on a DQ when Shelton's just like standing there, like staring at him, like what the <laughs> hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But it's like this is amazing. Like if you're not going to do Shelton and Cedric Alexander anymore, like honestly, I'm all for it. If you're going to give me Shelton and our truth as a tag team. Shouting our truth as a tag team is probably one of the best tag teams they ever thought of. I want I want them on Raw or SmackDown like every week. Like it's freaking awesome. And they've been doing like a lot of like backstage segments and stuff like on main event now apparently too. Like main event apparently has its own storyline. So I like, might have to start start freaking watching main event now with this shit. Because like there's that like a whole thing with like our truth and Tamina backstage. Like going on to like a whole bunch of other stuff. So I mean like Jesus, like this is insane. So but yeah, our truth and Shelton Benjamin, like fantastic idea. You know, props, props, triple H. All right. Uh let's get into some of the bigger stuff from AEW this week. Um, of course, Dynamite had their title Tuesday, um, which I totally forgot about and thought AEW was still on Wednesday. <laughs> Um, it's a hey man, Adam Page got knocked out um, off the clothesline from Mox. Uh, concussion, yep. they called the match. Um, Hangman is actually doing fine. Um, he has posted a few updates. And, um, so he did have a concussion, um, did get knocked out during that match. So, um, like he said, he's, he's doing all right. Um, so glad that. Everything's okay with that as far as it can be. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing coming out of here, though, Regal and MJF. Holy shit. Yes, indeed. Carl, did you catch any of the uh, the highlights from that? Yeah. Uh, highlights are worse, bro. Uh, it was great. William Regal. It's still fucking amazing on the mic. Yep. Like everything between the two of them was just, what was that like almost 15 minutes between the two of yeah. them? Just freaking like amazing. That's some of the best promo work that I've seen on AEW in a long time. Yeah. So. I mean, it, MJF usually has pretty good promos. Like, and yeah. like out of, the, out of this year, he's probably had like what the three best. Absolutely. <clears throat> MJF is the guy that they need to be building this company around. Yeah, for sure. Like he he is your main attraction, your main heel. And he does he deserves to be at the top of the card. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be as AW champion or you know, somebody that is, you know, chasing the title or um just involved in your higher profile feuds. Like he should be wrestling, you know, the Brian Danielsons and 
the Jerichos and the Moxes and everyone like that. Like whoever's at the top of your card, MJF should be working against them. And that's how it should have been from the get go. He should have been the main, your main heel in this promotion. I think Tony Khan is finally starting to realize that. Well, I mean, it's either fucking you give him all that you can give him, or if not, he's gonna be fucking WWE champion. Like, absolutely, he'll be he'll be a champion somewhere. Yep. Oh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if MJF takes the title off of Mox. And um, what's mm-hmm. it? I think Full Gear is their, their yep. match. No. I think that's where, like, if Punk didn't fuck up with the uh, the media tour thing, the media scrum or whatever it was, I think that's probably where we would have gotten um, MJF and Punk was full year. Yep. But uh, uh, speaking of that, they did mention both the Elite and CM Punk on Dynamite this week. I uh, caught the Elite part. I did not hear the Punk part. So yeah, that was uh, prior to. Um, the ROH world title match between Dalton Castle and Jericho. Uh, they actually uh, mentioned Punk in their uh, run of world uh, Ring of Honor champions. Gotcha. That was also an amazing match as well. Jericho and I, Dalton Castle. Yes. There were, there were a couple it. of things that were, eh. but overall, the I match think, was really good. I think I'm just getting tired of Jericho. I mean, I understand. (laughs) It's just like, because he's on there, he's on Dynamite every week, multiple times. Like, in some of these extra segments that he's involved in, is something that we could be giving to, you know, like a Sunny Kiss or like the the women's talent. So that we don't see very often. Like, I don't need to see Jericho wrestle for 10 minutes and then, you know, turn around and cut a 20-minute promo. With the the JAS, but uh, speaking of that, Dalton Castle, that was one of the best damn entrances. Thank God, Dalton Castle's awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question for that: Do you believe Dalton Castle can be a draw for AEW, or should he be one of the uh, the quote unquote pillars of the new Ring of Honor? All right, Carl, before you answer this, I need you to pitch for this. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. This is your WrestleMania match right here. Uh-huh. Dalton Castle versus Charlotte Flair. Loser has to drop all the peacock colors. It's your match. It's right there. Got to get a whole new gimmick. It's a match. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Dalton Castle's a bigger diva than Charlotte. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, man, I Dalton mean, pulls he pulls off the peacock better than than Charlotte does any day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are, are we ever gonna get the new Ring of Honor, or is it just gonna be like a segment in AEW? I I don't know. Like honestly, I still think they should. Take off one of the YouTube shows and rebrand it to Ring of Honor for now. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, until you actually get a time slot on TV, then rebrand rebrand Elevation as a YouTube show. Or just 
you know, just add another thing for YouTube. Like, how much is really like it, you're not paying anything to add a show to YouTube? It's free. Like, honestly, um, I'm sure you'll have like you're barely gonna have production costs. So instead of filming your dark or elevation matches before Dynamite Rampage, film a couple Ring of Honor matches. You know, even if it's only like an hour worth of content for Ring of Honor. You know, you have like a couple matches and like some promos. At least you're getting something out there that's Ring of Honor branded. So instead, I'm trying to mix everything into AEW TV every. Yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, I would think more of like a Ring of Honor filler, just because I I don't know, like I don't see him like as a top guy. Maybe he could prove me wrong, but like I, I, I see him more as like a like a ring honor guy than like I don't think you can push him to the top of AEW. I think my other thing I'd add to that to like kind of say what Carl too is not. I mean, I I obviously I mean I've I would say I've watched more matches than Carl, so like I know Dalton Castle, yeah, but I think he would get utilized well enough in AEW. And I think that's why I wouldn't want to see him there anyway. So what if you were to uh, sign with like WWE and be like a main feature on NXT and eventually move to like Raw or SmackDown? I mean, I could 100% see that. That'd be awesome. But they have to I keep the see, gimmick. I could see him on, like, I I on, on NXT, but like I, I just don't see him as like a big I mean, if he goes, yeah, I mean, if he goes to Raw or SmackDown, he's going to be mid-card. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, he'd probably be like top of mid card though, like honestly. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like I guess he had like a good run as like an Intercontinental or U.S. Champion, or even like a tag champion with someone. But oh, here's a good one: uh, Dalton Castle teaming with Shinsuke with Rick Boogs. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I uh-huh. need Rick Booger to come back. He's still got a little bit. He'll probably come back in the Rumble. Probably. That'd be about the right time. But you know, that's when Cody's coming back. Absolutely. It's going to be a huge return when Cody comes back. Uh, let's see. Garrett, you were talking about Charlotte. So a good segue into this. Um, apparently, Ric Flair has gone on record saying that uh, that Charlotte and Bianca would be comparable to The Rock and Austin. I mean, it could be. Yeah. No, I wouldn't know. He's right. You think so? I think so. I think it could I, be. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know you if don't, they have... You don't the, like... Uh, he neither one of us like Bianca. I don't think either of us. I don't think the three of us do. I mean, I, she's not bad in the ring. I was like, it, it's someone that like didn't want to be a wrestler to begin with, but like she's transitioned pretty well. So you, so what you're doing is you're confusing like the uh, who they are because you, when you're thinking, you're thinking Rock is Bianca as the Rock and Charlotte as oh Austin. no. When it's no. the opposite. Um, no, Bianca. Bianca's the rock, or Charlotte's the rock. Bianca's awesome. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
No, because Charlotte's got the whole like attitude and everything of of someone like yeah. The Rock. Like I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the the most electrifying woman in you know WWE. Like that's that's Charlotte. She's I'm the spec- and, and, and she's the face. And Bianca's and, Bianca's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the face. Yeah, she's the heel. No. no, but I, I still don't think like the matches will be amazing, but I don't think they'll be like the spectacle that Rock and Austin was. Well, I mean, in the sinker that they live in, yeah, no, like yeah. Um, wrestling is, is never going to get to that level again. Like the the height of popularity as it was, um, but as far as like looking at it from like a woman's wrestling perspective, like women's wrestling is now kind of come to the forefront to where sometimes when you watch WWE, the women's matches are better than the men's. Like, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so like what they mean for women's wrestling, that you could compare, you know, Bianca. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of Bianca. Um, I think anybody that listens to the podcast knows I'm not. Because uh, she's got a stupid gimmick that I wish she would drop and do something else. And she probably could be one of the best women's wrestlers that ever wrestled. But she wants to just keep her little stupid, dumbass gimmick. I, I um, think that's what it is. It's like the, the EST gimmick is. Like, I don't mind the EST thing. It's the, the braid. It's the hair. The skipping yeah. to the ring and flinging the yeah. hair around. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of like played out. Like you done it yeah, long enough. It's, it like, was like Bailey with the yeah. side ponytail and the hugging and everything. Like yeah. Bailey's a phenomenal talent, but like if you're straddled with with that gimmick, like, like you don't even got to go. If you're only going like, to get so far. Go heel. You don't have to go heel. Like if you don't want to be a heel, that's fine. Like, you can still be the baby face. Is this yeah, plus, absolutely? Plus, you can still change the gimmick. I mean. Like honestly, Bailey, like the only way that she was gonna get anywhere was to completely turn heel and change her, her look completely, which she did, and like now look at her. Yeah. Um but I mean she she has the potential and like she's you know what what WWE is pushing as like the next big thing in women's wrestling is she is you know, um, the running podcast put it the best. Like Bianca is the Goldberg of WWE's women's wrestling. Yeah, and then um, and then you have Charlotte, which is Charlotte. Like I don't have to explain it. And I, I them having a real good feud, I could see. You know, it could be like Austin Rock level type feud over years. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. Yeah. I don't have three matches right away or nothing like that. But, you know, you could, I mean, because you, you look push. at it like the, the WrestleMania matches between Austin and The Rock, like they weren't like there are a couple that were like back to back. And then the last one was like a couple years later. Yeah. Like even, but, you know, they had the like the feuds and stuff like in between that. There's a couple matches in between those ones. But like the WrestleMania, like the feuds build up to those WrestleManias were. Like the pinnacle of their their stories yeah. together. So. But uh, I I could see I could see it being like wrestling, like the caliber of Rock and Austin. But like as far as like the crowd reaction goes, and 
like the overall yeah, like, overness yeah. of it, and it will never reach that peak. Yeah, re- wrestling will never get to that peak again. Like, unless we unless we not... hit a boom period. No, um, <laughs> like well, I don't really see it trending that way. Not like not Attitude Era boom period. So. Yeah, no, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna jump off in popularity. Like yeah, it's no, the numbers are gonna kind of steadily decline. Then the way the, internet and everything works now, it's never gonna be as popular as it, it once was. The the attitude era worked because there's so much stuff that fell into place at the right time. You had like people like in our generation, like me and Carl's generation, that were coming into those those formative like teenage angst years. And then you know, you had like the, you know, Gen X that was coming up and like, you know, taking these jobs and stuff and like, you know, having these shitty bosses and they're watching Austin like stun Vince McMahon every week. And you're seeing like, yeah, you know, telling their telling Vince to suck it. Like you see all that stuff and you're like, and we're the ones that are getting, you know, suspended or detention in school because we're walking through the hallways telling teachers to suck it. So and that's the bottom line. Cause some good yeah. kids, uh... Like roll up in the school wearing an NWO shirt, like that whole period of wrestling is just the culmination of fans our age hitting that that peak in life where you know I say like the teenage angst, um, you know the anti-authority and everything like that, and with like Gen X, yeah. so like it, it's gonna be one of those things where like it's gonna be hard to find that catalyst again, especially with the generation now that's coming up, like. Everything is like, oh, cancel this, cancel that. Like, you're not going to get that again. And you haven't, you haven't lived unless you know you're in the, the school cafeteria and you, you know, you tell that kid, you know, across from you, like, hey, you're going to take your boot and you're going to twist it sideways, stick <laughs> it straight up, and yes. <laughs> yep. Or you tell you tell your art teacher to go out to the uh, the teacher's lounge and get a nice warm cup and shut the hell up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, which I did that one. He finally left me alone. He used to torment me. I had, like, you're a fucking teacher, dude. Like, I need your help drawing a face. Like, everything else I can do. Like, I just had trouble with faces for the longest time. You ask him for help, and he get pissed at me for asking him for help. Like, teach me, asshole. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what a dick. It, he was. At least he was drunk. He was a drunk Irish bastard. <laughs> All right. Now, hold on a second here. I was going to say, all you had to do was say Irish bastard, and the drunk would have been implied. <clears throat> Our, uh, my high school, uh, my, high school my high school art teacher, he like, uh, he got like Tom Green with a ponytail. Okay. All right. Audio is going to sound a little wonky for me. My phone is dying and I can't use my freaking headphones and charger at the same time. Awesome. All right. A couple more things here. Um, We talked a little bit about uh, Bianca being like WWE's like Goldberg for the women's division. Uh, which segues into uh, Bret Hart apparently wants Goldberg out of the Hall of Fame. 
What did Goldberg do? Goldberg ended Bret Hart's in-ring career when he uh, gave him that concussion. Yeah, I mean that, but like, what he, did he do something like in the media or something? Or he no. dropped like an in-ring or something? No, this was Bret Hart's grudge against Goldberg still. So he wants him out of the Hall of Fame? So he, he says that Goldberg should not be in the Hall of Fame. Just because he injured him. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's the only reason. Pretty much. As Brett's, Brett's grudge against Goldberg still. And Goldberg, oh, okay. has, Goldberg has apologized profusely for years for what had happened. For You know, it was an accident. Like, it's not, he didn't intend to end Bret Hart's career. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Seth Rollins didn't mean to end Sting's WWE career. Yeah. Like, you know, it's pro wrestling. Shit happens. And Bret, Bret, of all people, should know that. Like, growing up in a professional wrestling family. So, yeah. But if that Bret still feels like, you know, he was, he still had some time left in the ring and, you know, was taken away from him. So. Uh, I mean, uh, his WCW shit wasn't going nowhere. No, but uh, a lot of that WCW uh, terrible. But uh, the, uh, I mean, if I had a wrestling Hall of Fame, you know, if it was like Carl's wrestling Hall of Fame, that's WWE Hall of Fame. Would I put Goldberg in there? Probably not. But. It's WWE, and they can do what they want to do. I mean, he was the top guy in WCW for, you know, a couple years. Um, he came to uh, WWE uh, shortly after uh, uh, they acquired WCW. He had, like, his little feud with Triple H. And, uh, he was a top I mean, he he brings in money. I mean, so he does do that. Like, yep. So, I mean, I mean, his his WCW career, like, is the pinnacle of of Goldberg's career, wrestling career. Let's be honest, because um, his, yeah, his I mean, WWE the first time wasn't that great. I mean, it wasn't that great, like as far as like in ring, like, like I say, he's never been like a in-ring talent that was like super great yeah um but you can't deny like he drew money that's why they brought him in absolutely like, like goldberg goldberg has a commanding presence when he's on tv like even and, even now like being you know as old as he is people are still gonna tune in it's like yeah. oh shit goldberg like i remember you know him from when i was like 16. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch Goldberg wrestle freaking Roman Reigns. How awesome is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorites taking on you know, one of my kids' favorites. This is awesome. You know, you know what actually probably be good and like they should do it. I would probably watch it. it would be Goldberg and Austin. It was Goldberg and Austin. We never get it. That's the other issue. Like I don't know. Can Austin like go? Well, he actually, went no, at WrestleMania. Yeah. I forgot. Like I had a brief, you know, mind mind slip there. I forgot. So, yes. And plus, <laughs> it's like it's like Goldberg and Austin, so the match don't really have to be that long. Yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? As long as, like, it, as, long as a couple of stars in there. 
and you know Goldberg almost kills Austin because of how hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a it'd definitely be a WrestleMania thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the only match that we didn't get that people probably wanted to see back in the day, but um. I mean, and like I said, like if it was my Hall of Fame, like Goldberg wouldn't be in it. Like he's not up there in my book of uh, wrestlers. But I mean, WWE decided to put him in their Hall of Fame, and I mean he he has like a better record track record than some of the people they got in there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean they put like freaking Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame. Like, come on. <laughs> well, Coco Beware is a better wrestler than Goldberg. Like he on my list. Now I don't know if I put Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame, but he's a better wrestler than. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Coco Beware is not a better wrestler than Goldberg. I'm just like career wise, career wise, Goldberg had a more impactful career than Coco Beware did. <laughs> Coco Beware was pretty big in the territories. The like I think they played a role like. That played a like a a role in their judgment too. Is like some of the guys are kind of territory guys that are like, you know, yeah, were big in the territories. Even though they wasn't big in WWE, they he didn't get the push in WWE. They did in Texas and places like that. Yeah, I mean that was one of the biggest things. Is like the like WWE snatching up like a lot of the guys from the territories that had like the bigger names, like like your Coco Beware's and um like the junkyard dogs and guys like that. Yeah. Carrie uh the Von Erics, uh Carrie Taylor, there's a lot of them that they kinda of scooped up that Scott Hall, he was he wasn't a big name in the territories, but he was starting to make a name for himself in the territories. Ted DiBiase, I mean, it just it just keeps going on. Awesome. Uh, looks like uh, Will Nightingale is officially all elite. Yeah, I'm watching. I thought she already was, so that's kind of was a shock to me too. <laughs> all right, it's a little late on the announcement. What's that? So that's a little late on the announcement. She's all elite. I thought everybody already knew that. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I guess that anyways. They officially signed her. Will Nightingale is awesome. Like she was great. She was very She's ring awesome. of honor. Awesome. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much the bulk of that. Let's not talk about the Rock wanting to buy WWE. Um, I think we've talked okay. about that before. It seems like every couple months, it, like Rock starts drinking his uh, tequila, and then, you know, starts talking about wanting to buy WWE. <laughs> I mean, uh, it might not be a bad idea for him to own it. No, I don't think so. You don't but think so? Have, no, I don't think it'd be a bad idea at all. Like, I think it makes oh, sense. Okay, I thought you, you were saying it would be a bad idea. My bad. No. Thing it, I think it makes per, it makes perfect sense with uh, Rock being you know owner of WWE. Yeah, I just don't know. Like he probably have to get like an ownership group to get enough money to purchase it. 
Yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing. I mean, we know we know Rock got money. Yeah. But, you know, does he have like I'm gonna buy you know one of the biggest sports entertainment conglomerates, you know, corporations yeah. money? So, I mean, he could, he could just buy like sh- like more shares than everybody else, maybe. I don't know. But then you'd have to convince like living man so they give up their shares to do that. Yeah, I think if he threw enough money at Vince, he might be able to uh, buy because I think Vince is Vince is still majority shareholder. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure Stephanie and Shane have a good portion of it too. And oh. I'm assuming his grandkids and all that. Awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, let's get into a new thing on here. Wrestler of the week. Uh, maybe we'll say that for next week. Never mind. We'll do that next week. Um, yeah, so next week we'll do wrestler of the week. So basically we'll just um like pick a random wrestler to be featured for the week. The kind of like the uh the theme of the week type thing. To, Gotcha. Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, overrated, underrated for this week. This one should be pretty solid. Remember, next week is going to be all um, horror movie icons like Freddy, Jason, like stuff like that. But this week, I'm still wrestling themed. Uh, let's see, what we got here uh, the Boogeyman. Overrated, underrated, just right. Um, under yeah. underrated. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, tag team demolition. Uh, I'm going to say overrated. I know people are going to be pissed at me for saying that, but <laughs> they're, they're just the fucking knockoff of the fucking road warriors. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it was, but they ended up being like an awesome tag team. So that's the, yeah, they were, they were okay. Um, so what you're saying is they're rightly rated. That's what I just heard. Thank you. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, some people have them as the fucking greatest tag team of all time. So are you gonna put that on them, Garrett? Then they're fucking overrated. I mean, so more than likely overrated. Here's the other thing too: like, which version of Demolition though? Axe and Smash or Smash and Crush? <laughs> Dude, no, nobody. <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they're definitely overrated. Just stop. <laughs> like, uh, which version of Too Cool? Uh, Sky Too Hotty and Rocky Shi or Sky Too Hotty and Brian Christian? Because <laughs> you remember, like, yo, sorry, Axel Smash, and then they added Crush. Yeah, they added Crush. Yeah, but. Everybody they, hit it crash. <laughs> yeah, then they phased out Axe, and it was just smash and crush. But, uh, yeah. But it'll always be Axe and smash. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Otis. Overrated. Otis? Otis. Yeah, it overrated. I think he's in a good spot now with um, Chad Gable. All right, go away. Go away. Shush, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Ah, uh, Chris Bay. 
Um, I'm going to say under it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, underrated. I think, I think, honestly, I think he'd be awesome on NXT. I would have to agree with that. I think <laughs> he needs a bigger, he needs a bigger platform. Hell, he'd be awesome in like Hit Row. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's not him. Te- maybe he's the mystery partner. No, nah, I think, I think he's still, I think he just re-signed with AEW. Or not AEW, I'm um, Impact. He did. How oh, did he? Yeah. I mean, part of the Bullet Club. Like, he's not going to get that opportunity in, in WWE. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Hikaru Shida would be the final one for this one. Um, uh, Riley rated it for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just, yeah. I don't know. I I think she's good, but I think she still has some stuff to work on. Yeah, I mean that's majority of AEW's women's talent that that's not a former WWE talent. And and I know we didn't talk about this, but can can they just leave fucking Riho off TV? If I wanted to see a stick wrestle, I would just throw a stick at a fucking wrestler Dude, and watch it roll wrestle. Like the crowd did not give a shit that Rio came back. Nope. Like nobody cared. <laughs> There's maybe like maybe five people that cared, like total. <laughs> oh, awesome! All right. Uh that's that's it for that one. Uh let's uh, bring back No Holds Barred. You guys got anything? Uh, that Vanderbilt. I fucking Alabama Tennessee game was pretty awesome. Wasn't it good? You watch Hell it? yeah! I watched a little bit at the end. Yeah, I'm not a Tennessee fan. Uh, UT, how you know? Tennessee. How you know a UT fan? Motherfucker, I'm from Nashville. I Tennessee, the home of the Vanderbilt <laughs> fucking Commodores. UT. <laughs> It's a fucking bunch of hillbillies. Uh, not really hillbillies. <laughs> not really hillbillies. They're fucking fucking rich ass. Bit, well, Vanderbilt's a bunch of rich ass. <laughs> Never mind. I can't even, <laughs> can't even fuck with them that much. But they're just a bunch of bullshit people out in Knoxville. Uh, and they're the rivals of Vanderbilt. So fuck you, T. <laughs> but uh, that was a good game, though. Like That was. For sure. Which uh, opens the door. I was telling you in the, the chat, is like it kind of opens the door to the SEC maybe getting three teams in the college playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or it could he, what else could I didn't think about this too. You know what else could be a pretty a pretty weird coincidence too if it happened. What's that? It's oh, you know, Ole Miss is still undefeated too. It's true. So if Ole Miss was the lose to Alabama and their only loss comes to Alabama and then say, you know, Georgia beats Tennessee and then say Alabama uh, beats uh, Georgia 
And then so you have all these teams with this one loss at the end of the <laughs> uh, at the end of the season. Like, who do you pick to go in the college football playoff? I know you wouldn't put all four teams in there, right? But, like, who would have who would have the better argument? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause if Alabama wins the national title, is there more teams this year? Or they haven't done that yet. They haven't done that yet. They're they're wanting to expand it, but that's a couple of years down the pike. Uh, you know, it's going to end up being like it's going to be like whoever's in the top. Like they had to make a new instead of top twenty-five, it'd be like top twenty. I'll play. <laughs> I'll have to do like play-ins. Yeah, I I just uh, I just don't know, uh, especially with the. Uh, with the Big Ten and the SEC expanding, um, uh, it probably won't be long to just have two conferences, right? That are good, no, that no, are you're good, right. That are that are good, but because I don't know, there's rumors that uh, you know the SEC could poach a couple of ACC teams. Off of the ACC, but I don't know. We just we'll have to see if that happens. Because I never thought that Oklahoma and Texas would join the SEC, but they did. So, so <laughs> going to interrupt here for a second. Orange Cassidy yeah, carried they, the title to the ring in a backpack. Absolutely, that's what I was going to say. He's got to have it in a backpack. <laughs> this is awesome. I hate to be like Jim Cor. I hate to be Jim Cornette on this, but the fucking title means absolutely nothing now. It's like, you're at the fucking Orange Cassidy. I don't know. He's defending it against Roosh and uh, Ten. Ten, yeah, ten no, can't be doing the the Sean Spears hand thing now that Spears is back doing the Ten gimmick. You know what's funny though is I thought for a while they were gonna show that he that he was Sean Spears the whole time. He's way too big to be Sean Spears. Oh, I know. Then it made Roosh look like a furry with his freaking jacket he came out in. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be a good match though. Yeah. All right. You guys got any anything else with the no holds barred? I don't think so. No. All right. One last thing I've got here. Uh, favorite horror movie. You know what's funny what's is I actually uh, actually like went and like searched uh, like the best horror movies. Not not to say that I didn't know what mine was because actually the more I thought about it, I actually remembered what it was. It just the funny thing I said about this was I always showgirls doesn't count as a horror movie. <laughs> I always forget the uh, first Alien movie is a horror movie. All the whole Alien franchise is horror. It's sci-fi horror. Yeah, but really, it's just the first one. I wasn't scared of it, so I don't know. That's like that's like Jaws. Like some people, some people consider like Terminator, like. <laughs> fucking scary. Like, no, it's not. Uh, Terminator's just a sci fi movie. Yeah, but a, robot coming, a robot coming back to kill you. He's like Jason. 
shot a bunch of people, killed what, like 12, uh, Chanel, O'Connor, not said Chanel O'Connor. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Sarah her Connor. Name? Sarah Connor. Yeah, he killed like 12 Sarah Connors before he got Mount Sarah Connor and then tried to kill her. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's like Jason, but. Oh man! <laughs> All right, Garrett, what did your uh, did you come up with? Uh, I ended up uh, picking uh, a cult classic. Nice. Um, The Shining. Shining. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people love The Shining. I like the uh, the mini series better. Uh, no. a lot closer you're to the about, you're talking about uh, Stanley Kubrick's this one the original who me Technical? yeah 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 that yeah. definitely is is probably I mean it's up there for sure it's a good good movie um it's one of my. I, I usually watch it at least once a year, maybe more. <clears throat> yeah, Shining. That was a very, very good movie. Yeah, it didn't scare me though, but it, it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. It wasn't that scary. A lot of iconic scenes in it that are, are big, like pop references that you have to watch the movie to get in like other movies and stuff. Red Rum. Red rum. Red rum. My favorite, uh, like one of my favorite scenes uh, in Twister is like when they're watching The Shining and when the fucking tornado comes. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Awesome. Oh, all right, Carl, what you got? Favorite horror movie? Man, this is it's fucking tough, dude. Just like, who's your favorite kid? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you, it's one of those things like you like, have a favorite kid. It's okay. Uh, different uh, different points in your life, you know, you kind of change your mind and then go back. But one that's kind of always been my favorite that I always go back to uh, for me, and I've probably seen this movie like a million times. Uh, more than the rest of them, so that's why I would say probably my favorite is the original Halloween movie. Uh, and definitely not Halloween Ends. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, the original yet, But a lot of people have, a lot of people are hating on it. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, I mean, if you go into it looking at it like it's not a Halloween movie. It's okay, but as a Halloween movie, it kind of sucks. Um, but um, um, another like honorable mentions. Can I give honorable mentions, or do you want to do yours? No, oh, you're good. Okay, honorable mentions for me um, is uh, Evil Dead. That's probably like one of the scarier movies, like. Because Halloween, to me, really ain't all that scary. It's just, you know, it's a good movie, too. Um, uh, another 
one that uh, has been one of my favorites is Scream. Just because, like when I watched it the first time, it was pretty pretty good, and it kind of uh, like up to that point, like in me, like being a horror movie fan, like I used to watch like a lot of older horror movies with my cousin. Like we'd go to cousins, we'd go to the video store and rent like old uh, scary movies. Those were the good ones, but that was like the first one in a while that was like a good scary movie that came out. Um, came out when I was younger. Um, that first, that first scream was awesome. It really, um, yeah. it was a like a long time since there was a really good like slasher type movie. Yeah, and with with Wes Craven coming back and you know bringing and doing Scream, like it really did bring us, you know, back yeah. into that slasher horror movie genre, and yeah. that kind of reinvigorated it. And then. Controversial opinion. Another movie I really enjoyed that came some uh, sometime after that, uh, and kind of paved the way for like a new genre of movies is the Blair Witch Project. I, I really enjoyed the Blair Witch Project. I didn't think that was scary at all. Like it was like, oh, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And it was to me, it was scary as shit. No, because it because it seemed real. Yeah, <clears throat> I just like to me it it just wasn't wasn't scary. Like I did not come out of that movie like terrified like everybody else did. Like, you know, like mean, a, a group of friends I went to see it with like oh my god that was so scary. Was, like, no, you come out like you come out scaring me the most. Like the movie that scared me the most uh, as a child as a child when I first saw it. It's not really, I don't think it would be considered a scary movie. Uh, but there's a, what's the name of it? Fuck. How did the name of the movie slip my mind? Go ahead with yours. Fern Gully. No, it's actually a, oh, Failsafe. <laughs> That's the name of it. It's like a, have you ever seen Failsafe? I've not. All right. So it's an old black and white movie. I think they may have remade it uh, in the 80s, but uh, it's like an old black and white movie, but it's like a Cold War movie. And so, yeah. like, what it is is, like, uh, these two jet pilots get this, like, code to go uh, drop a nuclear bomb on Moscow. And it's like a not, it's like a false alarm. It's not like they're not supposed to drop the bomb. But like once they get those orders, they're not supposed to deviate from it. And so the whole movie is like basically like the military trying to convince these people not to drop the bomb on Moscow. But the end of the movie, they basically drop the bomb on Moscow. And then I guess like to save us from going into the uh Going into the Cold War, I guess they agreed to let Moscow or let the USSR bomb like New York. But that, for some reason, that fucking that movie scared the living fuck out of me when I was little, just because I was worried about nuclear war and shit that you know kids should be worried about at that age. Yeah.
awesome. Chris is uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. No, I love Ernest. I love Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good movie. That's, like, <laughs> that's because uh, because Chris saw Dan Housen on the TV, so he got he got a little hard on. Yeah, it's like uh, my favorite's uh, Hocus Pocus. I watch it on a Disney Plus a lot. Uh, <laughs> I did. I didn't like. Uh, didn't think the uh, Hocus Pocus two was too bad. That was actually pretty good. I had to watch I it. It wasn't too I bad. Didn't. I didn't like Hocus Pocus, so I didn't watch part two. I think my wife's seen it though. Uh, mine is uh, that bad. Go ahead. Sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street has to be my go-to. One of my go-tos. That's one the original. Or? The original. Like it's. That's the only horror movie that's ever scared me. I got you. I got you. So that's it, that's one of the things that's because you think it, about it, it, even even like as an adult, like where where are you most vulnerable besides taking a shit? Yeah, in your sleep. So to have like something in your dreams that's attacking you, yeah. like and you really and you can't do anything about it. That's that's what the like it, the horror comes from in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The for me, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. It don't get me wrong, it's scary, but my introduction to Nightmare on Elm Street, like I didn't like I was a kid, of course, you know, so I, I didn't have a like a choice, uh, and so I kind of started off like in the middle Same of the same with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And same thing with like Jason. Like the, I think like the first Jason movie I watched, I watched it with my mom when I was like little. Little was Jason Takes Manhattan. I love Jason so, Takes Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, horror movies. Like my family's always been like really big on horror movies. Uh, you know, like I watch them with my mom. My my granny used to rent horror movies for us a lot and me and my cousins would watch it so I kind of just you know grew up watching horror movies so it's a genre I, I really enjoy that's why I, a question like this is kind of hard because like okay do you go with like the scariest or the movie you enjoyed the most or most rewatchable because yeah. there's some that are like really scary but then like if you go back for a rewatch uh, you know the special effects or the mystery of like who it was like scream for example like it's still rewatchable don't get me wrong but you'll never get that same feeling that you did watching it for the first time because you know who the killer is um whereas like a movie like the exorcist like it will still be scary to you because you know it's a demon of course you knew there was gonna be a demon in the movie uh so yeah I'd have to say probably like my overall like rewatchable is the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, Evil Evil Dead um is is great. The first one is really, really great. Um the second one is literally the first one with a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and Army of Darkness is where it kind of went to like the the comedy. Yeah, it was like kind of over. Exaggerated. 
But I, I guess like it kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Jason Takes Manhattan. It's more of like it's not serious, you know. I mean, yeah. it's more serious than Evil De- uh, Dead, but it's it still kind of pokes fun at itself a little bit. Uh, I'm say, Chris, this celebration of him winning that match is why Carl hates him as a champion. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. So pretty solid for favorite horror movies. If you haven't seen any of them, definitely check them out. Um, You got got a week for Halloween. Week till Halloween. Throw some uh, some spooky movies in there. Hey, Gary, since since you're not a big fan of scary movies, what would would your favorite Halloween movie that's like non-scary be? Uh, uh, well, it's both uh, uh, Halloween and Christmas movie, and that's uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <clears throat> I got you. I, I have this argument with people all the time. The fucking Christmas movie. It's not a Halloween movie. What Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, Christmas movie. It just takes it I mean, it is technically a Christmas place, movie. Yes, it takes place in Halloween Town, but Correct. it. It, it, is, no, it is a Christmas movie. I'm, I will, it's a, we'll deny yeah, that. It, it starts after Halloween. Yeah. Like, literally, the beginning of the movie is the end of Halloween. Going I know, but, but they're prepping for Christmas. Like, it's a yeah. Christmas movie. Oh, no, you're right. I agree. Like, it is a Christmas movie. Just like, but, um, you, but you could watch it. Just like Die Hard. Be okay. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard. Best Christmas movie. <laughs> I thought I thought Garrett would go with uh, Halloween Town. I love Halloween Town. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that movie. My wife likes that movie. It's 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 stupid. The first the first two are probably the better ones out of the whole series. So. Then they kind of get dumb after like they uh, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. And, uh, ten minutes. They kind of get dumb ten minutes into the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like him. I like Ju- I like Judith Hogue is the mom. Judith Hogue is the original April O'Neil. Like that's probably the only reason why I watched it. Uh okay. Awesome. All right. So that's pretty much gonna do it for us. Theme of the week this week left it up to our Twitter followers. Um and we got a tie between Taz's original ECW music, Survive If I Let You. Um, and the black machismo. Uh, the black machismo. All right, machismo. I, have, I have a better solution. You start them both at the same time and let them play over each other. Oh no! No, that would sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would go black and cheese, huh? Cheese, well, that's all I was thinking, too. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Um, appreciate you guys listening. I had to put my phone back on the charger again. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Um, spread the word, share our Twitter posts, you know, word of mouth, stuff like that. Help us, uh, 
get those downloads up. We've been on a steady increase like every week, so we really do appreciate the uh, the shares and the follows and the downloads and you know just the word of mouth spreading the love. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So um, again, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode one fifty nine of the Wrestle Gun Podcast. On behalf of myself, CM Heat, G Money, and the Tennessee Jesus. Thank you guys for checking us out. We'll chat with y'all next week. Later, Marks. Carl's got nothing. <laughs> hey, I can't think of anything. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.